This episode of the Suns Report podcast is brought to you by the Bright Side of the Sun Network. Thank you ever so much for spending some time with both Matthew and myself. And listen to this Throwback Thursday podcast. We're always excited to put out some fun, retouchable content that's just kind of good for debate, right, Matthew? Yeah, definitely debate. Uh, when you think about debate, you think about numbers, right? I always think about numbers. Yeah. Every I'm time. I'm a numbers guy. I'm a numbers guy, too. Yeah. And on this one, we're going to be actually providing you with a podcast that we recorded back in December, and that's Start, Bench, and Trade Anybody Who Wore the Jersey Number 4. A lot of good players wore jersey number four for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, great list. Uh, yep. Sit back and listen. It's a lot of fun. You'll learn a lot about players you've never even heard about either. Exactly. So we appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you hit us up at the Suns Report on Twitter. You can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram. You can email the show, thesunsreport at gmail.com. But make sure you subscribe to the Bright Side of the Sun Network. And without further ado, here is our recording of Start, Betch, and Trade, Every Son Who Wore, jersey number four. DJ Scratch It. Hey, hey, thanks again for pressing play, and I will be your host for today. My name is John, and I am joined, as always, in studio by... Matthew! Matthew Paul is in the house. So, we're going to be talking about our start, bench, and trade when it comes to any son who wore the jersey number four this week. So, we've done number one, and And then then we did number two. Number two. And then after that, we did... It's number three. It was number three. Number three. And now it's off to number four. Yep. So before we get into who we would start, who we would bench, and who we would trade, jersey number four, I think we should both crack open a beer. Are you ready for this? Yep. Diet. <laughs> Let's do this. So we have a total of 21 players who have worn the jersey number four, Matthew. 21. 21. It is tied with the jersey number 10 for the most worn jersey in Suns history. Fun fact. As I went through this list, of all the players who wore number four, not impressed. (laughs) Not a lot of players. Like when we did jersey number three, I was like, oh my God, all these guys. I love all these guys. Yeah. Like this is going to be tough. This could be tough because I don't like a lot of these guys, yeah. or they just weren't around long enough. Very depressed after this one. I think I increased my dosage with the uh, old meds on this one after. Yeah, <laughs> oh, the diet cokes. Very yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have to have two diet cokes a day now. Uh, I do find these fun though because you no, get to really kind of yeah. learn about Phoenix Suns history and guys yeah. who you might not have thought about or just knew. Re- yeah, just sit back, relax, and enjoy this. Yes. So let's get right into it. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, let's start with uh, the first player to ever wear number four in Phoenix Suns history, and that would be Ricky Sobers. Uh, he wore the jersey in 1976. He was a six foot three point guard slash shooting guard from the University of Nevada at Las Vegas, UNLV. I feel like we have a lot of connections with UNLV on the Suns. Yeah, there is. Uh, who's your favorite? Sean, Sean, Sean Marion, right? Correct. Yeah. Not Marcus Banks. Not Sean Marion. Marcus Marian. Banks. Ricky Sobers was drafted number 16 in the 1975 NBA draft by the Suns. Uh, he ended up being traded to the Pacers in 1977 for Don Buse. He, and in 1977, he changed his jersey to number 40. So we drafted okay. him in 1976. He wore number four for that one season and then changed it to number 40. And then because he did that, we traded his ass to the Pacers. <laughs> uh, he played two seasons, a total of 157 games with the Suns. 
started and averaged 14.1 points per game and 3.3 assists per games in the 1976 NBA Finals. Wow. So he was our starting point guard in the 76 Finals, the one that we lost in seven games to the Boston Celtics, Ricky Sobers. His career as a son, 11.4 points per game, 3.1 rebounds per game, and 2.8 assists per game. Uh, what I found interesting about Ricky Sobers is he never shot a three-pointer in his career as a son. Do you know why that is? There was no three-point line. There was no three-point line until no. 1979. So Ricky Sobers, number four. Good start. Uh, the next, How many more? 20? Uh, 20 to go. Okay, so cool. uh, crack a bone to be yourself, listeners. <laughs> the next up on our list is Tom Van Arsdale, who wore jersey number four in 1977. He was a 6'5 shooting guard slash small forward from the University of Indiana. He's actually the twin of Dick Van Arsdale, who has the nickname The Original Son. He was the first player the Suns took in the expansion draft in 1968. Tom Van Arsdale was a three-time All-Star from in 1970, 1971, and 1972. Uh, he was traded from the Buffalo Braves for a 1977 second-round pick. He ended his career in Phoenix, as a lot of people do, uh, averaging 4.8 points per game, 0.9 assists per game, and 2.4 rebounds per game in his one season and 77 games as a Phoenix Sun. Did you want to know something cool about Tom? Sure. Yeah, so he's the highest scoring player with 14,232 points and 929 games played without ever playing in a playoff game. Oh, ever wow. In the history of the NBA, uh, WNBA, ABA. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Tom Van Arsdale. <laughs> Next up on our list, wearing jersey number four from 1981 to 1985, is Kyle Macy, a 6'3 point guard from Kentucky. He actually started his collegiate career at Purdue, and then transferred to Kentucky. He was a three-time All-American and a starter on the 1978 National Championship team. Wow. And the first Kentucky player ever to be consensus SEC Player of the Year. Oh, wow. Drafted number 22 nice. in, the, in the 1979 NBA draft by the Suns. Uh, five seasons, 393 games with the Suns. In his five seasons with the Suns, he played 82 games four times. So this guy was consistent. That's when they didn't give a fuck about playing, right? <laughs> they just played. There was, yeah, there was no uh, load management in 1982. No. Led the NBA in free throw percentage in 1981-82 and 84-85 with yeah. 89.9% and 90.7%. Participated in the first ever three-point contest in 1986. 10.6 points per game, four assists a game, and 1.2 steals per game as a Phoenix Sun. His career free throw percentage of 88.4% is second in Suns history, only behind Steve Nash. Yeah, I actually had that written down, right? And he's a current assistant coach at Transylvania University in Kentucky. He's still alive. Kyle this man's still alive Macy, too. ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Next up, in 1989, wearing number four, is a 6'3 point guard from the University of Arizona. Do you know who that is? Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr wore number four for the Suns. He was drafted number 50 in the 1988 NBA draft. And he was traded to the Cavs eventually in 1993 for a second-round pick. Played only 26 games with the Suns, averaging 2.1 points per game, 0.9 assists per game, and 6 minutes a game. Eventually, obviously, Steve Kerr would go on to win 5 NBA titles, 3 with the Chicago, 2 with the Spurs as a player, and 3 as a coach with Golden State. And he was the Suns general manager from 2007 to 2010. And I will always hate him for <laughs> trading Sean Marion. I'm not. Steve Kerr, I'm ladies not. and gentlemen. 
don't know what it was. I think it's a U of A guy who came up into Phoenix who doesn't like Phoenix, yeah. so he decided to ruin Phoenix. Thank well, you, Steve. Sean Kerr. Marion didn't want to be here, so. Yeah, okay. I, Steve Kerr, I don't want him here. Well, Marion didn't want to play in Phoenix anymore. And Steve Kerr sucked. Marion thought he was the number one on the team. He's not. Steve Kerr thought he was the number one general manager, and he wasn't. Marion's uh, number 30. Steve Kerr. <laughs> Steve Kerr was number four. All right, next up on the list in 1994, Skeeter Henry, ladies and gentlemen. Skeeter Henry, a six foot seven shooting guard from the University of Oklahoma, a boomer sooner. Only team ever played for was the Phoenix Suns. He played in four games for the Suns and three playoff games. He did that on purpose, though, right? Number four? Yes. Like four games? Four games, number four. Oh, I like it. One point per game, one assist per game. 0.5 rebounds per game. <laughs> Skeeter Henry in 1994. Next up on the list is Aaron Swinson. Hey, Capricorn. Ooh, was yeah. he? Yeah, Capricorn. Oh, okay, the Capricorn Aaron Swinson, a six foot five small forward from the University of Auburn. Uh, like Skeeter, he only played with the Suns in his NBA career. 114 days he was a member of the Sun. Played in nine games, averaging 2.7 points per game and 0.9 rebounds. Next up on the list from 1996 to 1997 is Michael Finley, a six foot seven small forward slash shooting guard from Wisconsin. He was actually drafted number 21 in the 1995 NBA draft, and that pick was obtained from the Lakers in the Cedric Sabalas trade. 1995 uh, 1996, all rookie first team and third in rookie of the year voting. He played in two seasons with the Suns, 90 total games, averaging 15.5 points per game. 3.3 assists per games, and 4.5 rebounds per game. And eventually was traded to the Dallas Mavericks as a part of the Jason Kidd trade in December of 1996. Michael Finley. Next up on the list, Brooks Thompson in 1998, a 6'4 point guard from Oklahoma State University. He was signed as a free agent in 1997, played as a member of the Sun for a total of 29 days in 13 games, averaging 2 points per game and 0.2 assists per game. Brooks Thompson. Next up, also in 1998, was Dennis Scott, 3D. He was six foot eight. He was a small force last shooting guard from Georgia Tech. Uh, he was traded midway through the 97-98 season from the Mavs for Cedric Sabalas. Uh, he played a total of 29 games, 6.2 points per game, 1.7 rebounds per game, and shot 45% from three-point land. So Dennis Scott, he's primarily successful and known for his run with the Orlando Magic going to the 94 NBA Finals with Shaq and Penny. Led the team in scoring in 92. By the time he came around the Suns for his 29 games, 6.2 points per game. Middle name, Eugene. There you go. Dennis Eugene mm -hmm. Scott. Sorry, I missed that. My apologies. <laughs> Next up, 1999, from Pepperdine University, home of the... Oh, the Wave. The Wave. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yep, yep. No, I remember that. Gerald Brown. Uh, he actually played high school ball at Carl Hayden High School in Phoenix. Yeah, I saw that. That's yep. pretty interesting. Local kid. 33 games total in the NBA. 2.4 points per game. 0.9 assists per game. Gerald Brown, number four on his jersey. Number one in Carl Hayden's heart. Next up, we have Alton Ford in 2002 and 2003. He was a six foot nine power forward from Houston. He's drafted number 51 in the 2001 NBA draft. Played two seasons with the Suns in 64 total games. 2.7 points per game, but 1.8 rebounds per game. And unfortunately, Alton Ford died at the age of 36 with lymphoma. So rest in peace, Alton. And thank you for your contributions to the Suns as you wore mm -hmm. number four. Next up, we have Donald Harvey 
In 2004, he was a six foot eight power forward from the University of Florida. Uh, he was traded from the Magic for a 2004 second round pick. 36 total games with the Suns. That's all I really got on him. As you can tell by he this was, list, there's just a lot of scrubs. Yeah, and when you look at back at these drafts too, when they were <laughs> drafted like Alton Ford, Denel Har- Donnell Harvey, mm-hmm. uh, Kwame Brown was the first pick, and then Kenyon Martin. The first pick for the Donald Harvey. So I mean, we just, didn't have a shot of those picks, but yeah, I know. I'm just saying that's how bad the drafts were. Uh, next up from Iowa State, a six foot ten center, Jackson, Jackson Roman, Roman, traded to the Suns on draft night for Luau Dang. So if you remember, the Suns drafted yeah. Luau Dang, and then we traded that away because who would want Luau Dang, who I think is still playing in the NBA? Uh, <laughs> Someone take his contract. Yeah, that's what I always hear. Yeah, <laughs> he always had like bad contracts. Uh, for Jackson Vroman, he played ten total games with the Suns, and he started one time. Matthew Jackson Vroman, our 2005 draft pick, had a start in his career. Woohoo! Uh, one point six points per game and one point three rebounds per game. Jackson Vroman, the Vermin, the Vermin Vroman. Next up, we have Sean Marks in 2007 and 2008, a six foot ten center slash power forward from Cal, 2005 NBA champion with the Spurs. He signed as a free agent, and he, uh, he was with us for over two seasons, but he only played in 22 games, three points per game, 1.8 rebounds per game. He actually won an NBA championship also with the Spurs as an assistant coach. So Sean Marks has two rings, and he's actually the current general manager of the Brooklyn Nets. So I guess you can thank Sean Marks for getting KD out there. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Next up, Courtney Sims in 2009, a 6'10 center from Michigan, signed as a free agent in January 2009, played one game with the Suns. He only recorded one statistic in his two minutes played. Do you know what that one statistic was? A charge? Nope. <laughs> one turnover. Oh. Courtney Sims. Like, his kids are going to go and look at his yeah. basketball reference page, and they'll see he had one game with the Suns, one turnover. In two minutes played. Just one more than us. Yes, this is true. Yep. Ah, Courtney, you got me. Next up on the list, 2009 also, Stromile Swift, who was a center slash power forward, six foot nine from the Louisiana State University. Great name. Signed as a free agent in March 2009, played in 13 games with the Suns, three points per game and 2.5 rebounds per game. Next up, from 2011 to 2013, Marcin Gortat, the Polish Hammer. Six foot eleven center from Poland, drafted number fifty-seven in the two thousand five NBA draft, and then traded to the Mavs for future considerations. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means either. Yeah, so the Suns it's not drafted him. It's not picks or cash, right? Yeah, there's like yeah, maybe in the future we can yeah. knock yeah, on your yeah. door and <laughs> yeah. you know it's like Christmas time. We'll sing some Christmas carols <laughs> and we'll get something back for Marching Gortat. So no, that was it. In two thousand five. We drafted Jackson Vroman and Marcin Gortat, and we got rid of Marcin Gortat. Uh, so he played his career in other areas. He was actually traded to the Suns in 2011 with Vince Carter, uh, Mikel Pietras, Cash, and a 2011 first-round pick for Hidu Turkoglu, Jason Richardson, and Earl Clark. I loved Earl Clark. I think everyone did. I don't even know why EJ, he didn't get even enough playtime. Yeah. Well, he had no motor. I remember. Yeah. He, I feel like he kind of did, but he just straight face. Going through the motions, having he, great he sex big. on the he, side. He, he, he just he, didn't care about basketball. He, just, he had a good jump shot, went to the University of Louisville. <laughs> Anyways, uh, back to Marcin Gortat, Hammer time. Uh, three seasons, 182 games with the Suns, 13.3 points per game, 9.3 rebounds per game, 1.5 blocks per game. He was traded to the Washington Wizards in 2013 for a Mecca Okafor and a first-round pick that became Tyler Ennis. Next up on our list, 
Tyler Ennis, <laughs> 2015, six foot three point guard from Syracuse, drafted number 18 overall in the 2014 NBA draft, eight total games with the Suns, 2.8 points per game, 1.8 assists per game, and he's actually traded to Milwaukee as a part of the deal that brought Brandon Knight and a pick that became Mikel Bridges to the Suns, and currently plays for the Raptors 905. That's their G League team. Oh, good for him. Tyler Ennis. Next up on the list, don't worry, folks, we only have three more to go. And then we'll get into the fun part, is who would you trade, who would you start, who would you bench. Next up on the list, 2016-2019, Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler, six, seven-foot center from Dominguez High School in Compton, California, which is the same high school as Cedric Sabalas. Mm. I've said Cedric Sabalas three times on this podcast. He is like the... You know how they've got like six degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon? Yeah. The Suns, anything Suns related, it's always Cedric Sabalas. Is that Sabalis. a movie or? No, it's a game you play. Oh, oh no, no. I, I've seen that. Actually, you heard about that on a podcast with No Dunks. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. They were playing that. Yeah, it's a fun one. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can it's do, actually really good. I'm really good, good at idea. it with movies. Uh, yeah. And apparently with the Suns, you can do it with Cedric Sabalas because he went to high school the same place as Tyson Chandler. He was traded, you know, for... <laughs> he was traded for he a bunch of players. Back, yeah. You see him at a steakhouse. Yeah. <laughs> He's always at a steakhouse. Uh, Back to Tyson Chandler. Former number two overall pick in the 2001 NBA draft. Won the NBA championship with the Mavericks in 2011. uh, Signed as a free agent with the Suns. He's tied for the Suns record for rebounds in a game. He had 27 rebounds in a game once. Do you know who he's tied with? Yeah. Who? Actually do. It's um, Alex Len. No. Not a chance. No. Who? Paul Silas in 1971. Oh, okay. When yeah. you go back and you look at some old Paul Silas highlights and statistics, that dude rocked. He was amazing. I'll have to go back and look. Yeah, number 29. When we get to number 29, we'll talk about Paul Silas. <laughs> Four seasons for Tyson Chandler with the Suns, 166 games, 7.2 points per game, 9.5 rebounds per game, and 0.6 blocks per game. And then he was his contract was actually bought out in 2019, and he signed with the Los Angeles LaCours. Mm-hmm. Uh, second to last on our list is Quincy AC, a six foot seven power forward slash small forward from Baylor. He signed two 10 day contracts with the Suns, played a total of 10 games with the Suns, 1.7 points per game, 2.5 rebounds per game, and currently plays with the Houston Rockets. I actually, in college, I liked him a lot. I actually wanted the Suns to get him over TJ Warren in the draft. Really? Yeah, I did. I think he was taken right before TJ Warren. Mm hmm. But I'm glad we got TJ. Yeah, he had a, he, a lot more talent for TJ Warren than Quincy yeah. AC. Quincy AC is just one of those high motor guys. Yeah, Comes he off is. the bench. It kind of reminds yeah. me of a Bo Outlaw. That's who he always reminded me of. Yeah, it kind of looks like him too. Kind of. Maybe yeah. that's why he. I think he reminds me of him. Yeah. Last but not least on our list, Javon Carter, C4, C4 I like to call maybe. him. Six foot one point guard from West Virginia. He was the two-time Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. Second team All American in 2018 and Defensive Player of the Year in the country in 2018. And he was traded from Memphis with Kyle Corver for Josh Jackson, DeAnthony Melton, and two picks. It took us all that to get rid of Josh Jackson. Like, hey, listen, yeah. we'll take Kyle Corver, who we're going to buy out. We'll take Javon Carter. Uh, we'll give you DeAnthony Melton, and here's two picks. Please just take Josh Jackson from Can us. You, I just can't believe he's in the G League, but I mean. I would have never thought. If you would have told me like he'd be in the G League in three years, I'd be like, are you kidding me? So there you go, folks. That's our list. Start, bench, and trade. All yeah. the players who were number four in Suns history. So we have 21 players to choose from. So let's start with start. Of all of those players, who would you start? Who is the surefire start? 
Michael Finley. I would definitely choose him. He was a guy when I first, I think I was six years old when I first started watching the Suns. So I definitely remember his face. I uh, don't remember his game too much. But I know he was third on the team in 95-96 with a plus, uh, plus minus behind KJ and Charles Barkley that year. Damn. I know that was kind of the end of the run for the Suns that year where they're kind of restarting everything. Um, they went 41-41 that season. Uh, Finley started 72 games. I think he started on the bench the first seven games. Mm-hmm. Came in, was a starter pretty much the rest of the year. But he ended that year with a 15-5-4 stat line. Not um, bad for a rookie. Yeah, not not bad, and he became a solid three-point shooter, too, throughout his career, two-time All-Star, you said. Um, this is just someone definitely I would like to have as my two-guard on the team. I know he won a championship finally with the San Antonio Spurs, um, but out of this list, this is I don't think I have much of a choice, so I'm going to go with Michael Finley. <laughs> uh, what was crazy about doing the research, I forgot how... Michael Finley wasn't a son for that long. It, but it seems like he was, it right? It does. I felt like he was a son for at least three years because yeah. when I first moved out here to Phoenix and started watching the Suns exclusively, I felt like Michael Finley was there for a long time. He was there for a season and a half. I know, and I didn't even really remember watching him, but I just feel like he was a son for well, like he, three seasons I mean, he, at least. He could throw down some sick dunks. I mean, he was yeah. an explosive guy who, when you watch the Suns games, you enjoyed seeing him play because you didn't know what he was going to do because he was just so explosive. And he was only there for a short period of time, yeah. you know, all rookie first team, third in rookie of the year voting, uh, and then of course you know he went out to Dallas. But that's a good start. I can't blame you for that. I have a different start. My start of all the players who wore number four is actually Kyle Macy. Okay, nineteen eighty one, nineteen eighty five, the point guard. I mean, going back and doing the research and seeing who this guy was, he and watching some of his old highlights, he was kind of a Steve Nash before there was a Steve Nash. He was a decent distributor. I mean, he only had four points uh, or four assists a game, but he reminds me more of the shooting aspect of Steve Nash. He was a great three-point shooter. He was a great free-throw shooter. And when he was in the game, you knew that you were going to get some some solid statistical assistance from him. So Kyle Macy, uh, you know, he's a national, he had a championship pedigree. He was a SEC player of the year. Somebody who I really feel like, if I had been watching the Suns at that time, I would have really, really enjoyed having him on the team. And again, durable as all hell. He played 82 games. Yeah. Four out of the five seasons, he was a Sun. When I was actually looking these guys up and I looked up Kyle Macy, I saw the free throw percentage, and I was like, this is probably John's guy because you're a big free throw guy. Yeah, you know? I just... I, <laughs> you well, like the free throws. But, well, I think that free throws say a lot about a guy. I mean, it, when, when it's crunch time and you need to win the game, and if you can't hit your free throws, yeah. it drives me nuts. Oh, I know. It's nothing worse than that. Yep. All right. Well, next up is bench. Of all the guys who wore number four, who would you bench? I'm going Tyson Chandler. Okay. Poor K. Tyson Nuggets. Um, I didn't like him as a starter. I thought he was uh, terrible as a starter for the Suns. He was someone that put very little effort into actually playing. I guess he was just, maybe when we had him, was just too old. He was over the hump. Um, but I just remember him just putting forth a terrible effort and playing against the opposing Offensive center, um, I would have liked him to come off the bench just because I think he had maybe little spurts of energy here and there, maybe to get a team back in with a big block or a big rebound. Um, but from this list, he seemed like a guy that was a starter for the Suns, but I would like to see him on the bench. I wanted to do Steve Kerr. He's only, um, I think he only played, how many games was it he played for the Suns? 
He had 26 games. Yeah, so he's ineligible, right? To be yeah, because we bench. always say on the bench it has yeah. to be less, more, more than, than 50, 50 games with yeah. the Suns. So, but this um, Steve Kerr would have been my choice because I know Michael Jordan said that if he had four Steve Kerrs on his team, he would win every freaking game because that guy <laughs> played the hardest and he had the best work ethic he's ever been around. So he would have definitely been my starter, or sorry, bench. But um, no, actually, Steve Kerr would probably have been my starter. But I'm going to go Tyson Chandler on this one. And I think that's an interesting point on Tyson because, one, we did get him later in his career, but the NBA changed by the time we got him. You know, he won a championship in 2011 as a part of the Mavs team with Dirk Nowitzki at power forward and him at center, and it worked then because that was the Chris Bosh. You know, they beat Miami. So there was the you could see the precursor of the, t- the league getting smaller and longer where the Tyson Chandlers of the world were starting to become obsolete. And by the time that he signed with the Suns in 2016, that big center in the middle wasn't as effective as it was before. So mm-hmm. I could definitely see him coming off the bench. Uh, my bench guy is actually Marcin Gortat. Okay. The Polish Hammer, Hammer Time, yes. Uh, and the reason is because, you know, he did put up good numbers. You know, he was almost a double-double every night as a starter, but he was in one of those high energy, high motor guys. He's a guy of I'm trying to beat you bench to bench, and I was that's the way I always look at it. Okay, who's the guy with three minutes left in the first? I'm gonna call in, and he's gonna beat your guys. It'd be Marcin Gortat because he was physical, he had high energy, and he could out rebound and shoot you. He had a he had a good uh, not actually like shoot you, like out shoot you. <laughs> yeah, not, not Russian roulette. Not Russian, huh? <laughs> not Polish roulette. <laughs> but he would he had a nice jump shot. And I feel like whoever the opposing team's center would be, he'd be somebody who could come in and dominate them for that yeah. stretch of time. So Marcin Gortat, he would be my uh, my bench. No, that's a good pick. He actually, I was thinking about putting him on my bench too as well. Um, but I was actually I was thinking maybe I should just trade him. Okay, um, so, so is he's, your trade? he's my trade. Okay. The reason the year he played the eleven uh, two thousand eleven two thousand twelve year. That was last year with Steve Nash. Um, it was it was a lockout year, so they went thirty one or I'm sorry, thirty three and thirty three that year. But I would definitely trade. I know he was later traded for future considerations, but after Steve Nash helped him get to career high stats that season, I would have traded him for as much as I could, maybe even future picks. Gortat too, a little thing that kind of bugged me. He always like kind of like a uh, Sean Marion in a way. Deser- <laughs> Don't you dare I, I, make fun of Sean Marion. I'm just kidding. So. I just think he he thought he deserved more of a role, more of a ball, like more of a offensive involvement. Yeah, but more minutes played. Like he deserved more just on any team he was on. He went to Washington. They had a good run at the playoffs, um, but I feel like he was always the guy they needed to take out towards the end of games. He um, became a liability. Yeah, he was, and like that's the reason I just didn't want him on my team. If he think it was if he thinks he was better than what the team is. And didn't know his role. I don't want you on my team. I'm going to trade you. He had 15 points, uh, 10 rebounds in that year. So I feel like any team probably would have traded maybe even a first-round pick for that dude. Yeah, a late first-round pick. That was if, good value. Yeah, good value. So that's why I'm going to choose him as a trade. Okay. Valid points. Valid points. My trade is actually the first son to ever wear number four, and that's Ricky Sobers for a couple different reasons. One, the team went to the NBA Finals with him. And he was a starting point guard. He had a really good NBA Finals, you know, 14 points a game and three assists per game, almost four assists per game against the Celtics. That's a lot of exposure on a national level. So people know who this guy is. 
Uh, you know, they did trade him to the Pacers in 1977 for Don Buse. Uh, Don Buse was a point guard slash shooting guard. Mm-hmm. So they did trade him. But I, I think that with all the exposure, we would have received some good value back for Ricky Sobers if I was to trade him. And the other reason I'd trade Ricky Sobers is because he changed his number to number 40 after one season. Yeah. Like, screw you, dude. This is the number four list. Okay, you can't hop numbers and jump no. shit before I trade you. I'm so trading you. So we have to talk about him twice now. Yeah, when we hit number 40, we're going to have to talk. Like him and Eight. Kurt Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Kurt Thomas wear 40? <laughs> yeah, I think he was 40. All right, yeah. I'm, I'm still going to no, no, right. trade 40, Ricky yeah. Sobers. So that's our list. Uh, do you got anything else uh, as far as any of these players go? Any fun research facts that you found? Um, actually, no, that's it. Well, I found it really interesting to go back and see some... Sons who actually had, you know, you had Ricky Sobers in the 70s who was part of the finals team. You had Kyle Macy who was the Suns point guard for half of a decade, you know, in the 80s. And then we just went into Scrub City for a while yeah. with, the, with the jersey number four. I will say it's not one of my favorite looking numbers on the Suns jersey. You know, I don't know why. It just Three looks good to me, four just doesn't. It's Maybe, a, yeah, it's a way that the tips of the four kind of like, turn into a, like a narrow shape at the top where it goes to the right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, not, well, it's well, not a solid four. Well, like it the, curves the, the, the Tyson end. Chandler iteration of the yeah. jersey. Yeah. I just, I don't like the way that looks. You know, this list, although it was fun, is not my most favorite list. We have start. So my choice for starter was Kyle Macy. Uh, Matthew Michael decided Finley. to go with Michael Finley, Michael Michelle Finley. Um, when it came to bench, I chose Marcin Gortat. Matthew chose Tyson Chandler. And then Marcin Gortat is actually who Matthew chose, chose to trade, yep. whereas I chose Ricky Sobers. So there you go. You know, Please let us know what your thoughts are. Hit us up on Instagram. You know, Let us know what your thoughts are on this. Uh, that's all I got for jersey number four. You got anything else, Matthew? The only thing I got to say, uh-huh. go home and love your family. Ooh, I like that. You know what? I think I will. Bye. Okay.